Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are in the world today, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. It is a wonderful day where I am anyway. I absolutely feel very blessed to be alive. Our Father and our God walks with us. He talks with us. He is with us. And that is such a blessing. So we're going to wait for a moment for Pastor John Thomas to get in um, and uh, see where we're going tonight. I am excited. He is always such a wonderful uh, blessing to us. And I just um, hope that you will enjoy him as much as I do. I am for sure just like not the best person to multitask. <laughs> um, and I do a good bit of it. So sometimes the things that befall us have everything to do with my um, inability to properly multitask in a moment. But I thank God that he oversees, he knows what's going on and he knows what he's going to do with what's going on. So. I'm really grateful about that. And I am not in the least bit frazzled. Okay. So in a moment, we're going to be joined by Pastor John Thomas. And and we will get on with our, our evening podcast. So the... Um, amazing thing about our time here with Pastor Thomas is that he is a man who loves God's word. And I love that about him. Good evening, Pastor Thomas. How are you tonight? Good evening, fellas. I'm blessed and highly favored. You are. You really are. Pastor, I want you to know that I so appreciate the time that you've spent here with us. And I really would like um, to spend more time with you, but what I don't want to do is just wear you out. So if you will um, give me some time on another a day when we can just really chat and see where we are going. But I, good evening. I, mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Just call me. Just set it up. Oh, goody. Okie dokie, I shall indeed. So, Pastor, yes, this, this evening, um, I want to begin with welcoming, you know, the, the listening audience, wherever they are. And I want to say that this is the podcast outreach for Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. Now, that is a collective. Rehoboth Institute of the Arts is a collective of artists who uh, got together some years ago to dedicate, as it were, ourselves and all the gifts that God had given us to uh, glorify his name. You know, we were all kind of these people who <laughs> um, were fresh out of theater, kind of, sort of. You know, all of us had had 
from a background in theater, but we were excited and, and really growing in Christ. And the Lord preached a sermon in my head, showed me this vision. And, and you know, it had to be him because they just kind of jumped on the bandwagon and came along. So uh, we, we have continued to work together over the years and we continue to try and share the process that the Lord gave it to us because he did give us a process. And that's what I enjoy so much about you, Pastor Thomas. You understand the Lord. You understand Christian life and Christian living. And you're helping us to unlock the keys, as it were. In fact, I thought about that today as I was re, uh, you know, just pulling out this information uh, to kind of guide us in our in our podcast tonight, I really thought about it. It came to my mind that the Lord is sharing with us the promise that He was going to give to to the disciples and to those who believe in Him the keys of the kingdom. And so I don't. You, you can tell me if you're going in a different direction. Before, like one little moment, uh, validate that for me. Is that really a a, a part of what you consider your work to be. We are unlocking so much here. What do you think? Well, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? Mm -hmm. And the only way a person can really learn from another person or with another, or learn from that person is that they walk with a like mind. So mm -hmm. whatever your agenda was, I'm pretty sure that it coincided with what we were doing. And that mm -hmm. was getting this word out and get in all your understanding. You know, it, you have yes. to understand what God requires of you. And yes. too often, we're not getting that. You know, there's a lot of proclaiming, but there's very little explaining. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing more and more now than I did when I was coming up in church. But yeah, this is what we have to do. And we have to come together and rightly divide the word of truth so that people can see the relevancy in the Bible, the Bible stories, and them and their lives today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very good. And these are keys which unlock uh it doesn't unlock the door to salvation. Jesus Christ is that door. But I believe these keys, and you you just comment, uh, Pastor, these keys unlock our the passage from, from the flesh to spirit life. We are making that journey, and we must get there. I really thought a lot about you and the way that you have been teaching us over these weeks as today I, I wrote a script. Of course, I'm not on that script, but I did write it. And um, the script made me, as I'm going through, I was also listening to last, last week's uh, podcast. And I thought, you know, we could take several of the points that you have, but we could take each one individually and really continue to expound on it because it's the repetition of it that kind of uh, digs a hole and plants it in our spirit being, and then it grows and develops and it overtakes this desire that we have to live as just these little carnal people, you know, fleshly down here, 
doing what we we want to do kind of sort of and excusing it by saying that the Lord's grace covers and we can confess and he does and I'm not negating that at all but wouldn't it be lovely to become to seriously become so that's where I'm kind of headed tonight pastor John Thomas unless you have a different direction that you would like to go in not not at all not at all I, I, I've learned to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. So yes. whatever we're going to talk about, let's talk about it. And, and you know, everything is orchestrated. As long as we're in the, in the spirit vein, uh, yes. by God, you know, you said something yeah. about repetition. The scripture mm -hmm. says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it you have to. meditation is a form of repetition, uh, and that you have to get to a place of uh, rejuvenating yourself. Uh, Romans twelve and two said, "Be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Every day we must renew our mind. That's right, and so going over and over and over uh, these the same word is not at all like a redundancy in your own life. It really is the way that we grow. And when I reread scripture, they always unlock something that I never saw before. Sometimes it's as if I never read it, but I know of course that I did it. So uh, welcome to the studio audience. I have, hello, Ernest, WKW is in the studio with us. Light touches there, Sharon, uh, John, uh, of course, Pastor Thomas and I. So we're, we're headed guys in a really good direction tonight. We're talking about the repetition of the word, those principles that we learn, how we must revisit them over and over again so that we continue to nourish our spirit. The spirit man gets stronger, stronger, grows uh, stronger, stronger, and we begin to look more and more like Jesus Christ. That's what I'm excited about. Now, when we start the podcast, I always say, this is wow, what a show. I like that. I just like that because it brings to mind that the creator of the universe, the creator of the universe, God Almighty, is amazing. We use those words to talk about many things in the world, but God alone really amazes me. <laughs> he really is the one who amazes me. And that is when I look out and I quote from the Psalm, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. That is quite a thought. There is no place on the face of the earth that God's glory is not displayed. There is no place on the face of the earth that his knowledge is not displayed. There is no place on the face of the earth where his handiwork is not also on display. He is the creator. And when we look at each other, 
we see the same thing. I so loved last week's discussion uh, from volume five of Pastor John Thomas's uh, is a volume series and it's titled In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding. Now, Pastor, also, I, I do have this little script here, but I really want to allow you to talk about In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding so that the listening audience will know how available it's going to be, what it really is. You know, I've been doing the, I've been doing it for you, but I should not. I should really give you the floor to do that uh, and make us real acquainted. I, I, I love these studies. I just do. So Pastor Thomas, won't you tell the audience again what it is you have done in these volumes? Um. Praise the Lord. Be, uh, before we start again, I'd just like to give God oh, right. and give him praise. Because <laughs> yes. without him is no us. And we just want to thank God for his grace and his mercy, thanking him yes. for keeping us uh, all day until this evening from the rising of the sun and the setting down to the same. We just honor you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, it's hard to explain because... It wasn't a plan. I'm not an author. I, I'm not a book book person, but God just gave me inspiration. And the very thing that I knew I needed, I knew others needed. And, mm -hmm. and the simplicity that he has given me in, in surrounding the word, not changing the word, but using the word of God as a support system or as a reference to what I'm talking to you everyday language. Mm -hmm. uh, what we must understand that the Bible says that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If we would familiarize, familiarize ourselves with 2 Timothy uh, 2 and 14, the Bible says that the natural man cannot conceive the things of the spirit for their foolishness unto and neither can he know them for they are spiritually discerned. The spiritually discerned means it for those who walk in the spirit, those who yes. thirst and hunger after God's righteousness. You know, uh, I, I remember a scripture where the disciples asked Jesus a question regarding why he spoke in parable. But, and, and once he answered it, he said, but it is unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So that told me you can read the Bible and get a cognitive uh, understanding, but 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 you don't really understand. So mm -hmm. the script uh, that this part of of uh, the title of the book came from Proverbs four uh, four seven, if I'm not mistaken. Wisdom mm -hmm. is a principal thing, so get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get understanding. And, and God is telling us that you need to, uh, to uh, afford yourself to my word. You need to not just skim over it. You need not to just pick it up casually. But you need to do like he told uh, uh, Joshua. Meditate on this word day and night. Because your life depends on it. And we have practiced sin and practiced the ways of the world so long that it's going to take a lot for us to undo what has already been done. 
But God said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, anything you ask shall be done unto you. So we can do it. So I'm with the booklets. I'm, I'm giving us everyday situations that a lot of people go through. You know, like in, in book three, it talks about making better decisions. And in those better decisions, as you read this, you'll know it's not by your wisdom that you make better decisions. You make better decisions when you make godly decisions. Mm-hmm. Another, another part that we need to be real conscious is if we do our part, then we position God to do his part. Amen. Yes, ma'am. And 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 this is a this part here uh, is coming from a heartfelt place. If you only knew him, you wouldn't act so crazy. You would seek after him. If you only knew him, you would know that he's not trying to take anything from you, but in actuality, he's trying to get something to you. So it was so important to me, and and I promise you, I I wrote a word, and he just dictated. You know, I felt like John there for a while when when the angels brought the word to him, uh, when God gave him revelation, or or I felt like where that scripture says in in, in Peter, it says uh, uh, all scriptures were inspired by God. And, mm-hmm. and, and these books were inspired by God because I'm not that smart. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it continuously with vigor and energy. And I knew that wasn't me. Yes. I had help from Sister Sharon. I had help from Sister DeVetter. They were part of the editing team. And then now we had brought on Sister Veronica. So one thing about it, and even in our... our uh, fellowshipping. I know God sends help to the body. He will do whatever he has to do to get his word out. And this word that we have put together is, there's no disputing about it. It's because the scripture's right there. And and and, and uh, let me see. Um, The, the, here go in chapter, I'm going to just give you chapter three, right? And mm-hmm. in book three, chapter three, actually, mm-hmm. it, it's part of if you only knew him. And here's one thing, one cha- verse or chapter where it says one rebellion is the cause of the old, is because of the old mindset, right? And this yes. is why Paul said in Philippians 2, 5 and 6, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, to let you know that we have to get out of that old mindset. The scripture specifically, without, without in any uh, guessing, lean not to your own understanding, but trust in the Lord in all that. He'll be a light unto your path. He's telling us without any doubt, stop thinking the way you're thinking. Yeah. Amen. It, it, it's, it's about we have to change our perspective. Uh, we will never understand the Bible if we approach it from a cardinal way. 
a natural mindset, you will never understand. Praise God. Yes, praise him for that. Absolutely. And Pastor, you've given the scripture that undergirds that from uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, there, 2.15. Now, for, for the listening audience, <clears throat> welcome to every one of you. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are a part of a fellowship that is opening its uh, arms very wide. And that is because the heart of God is motivating and living in this fellowship. Pastor and I are definitely meeting eye to eye on this one thing. It is important to understand our faith because when we do, we do indeed live the abundant life. You are really able to scale the wall of the barrier that keeps us bound in this world, in our own flesh. When you scale that wall, when you ascend into the glorious realm of your rebirth, which is spiritual life, things change. It's a good thing. And Pastor has done it better than I. You know, I'm doing a, a sort of a different thing. I'm looking at circumstances in your life like loneliness. Um, uh, in fact, the Lord kind of keeps me in loneliness. Uh, and I think, you know, anyway, he delivers us as we're doing some of the work that we're doing. So um, <clears throat> I, I'm doing that in the episodes and looking at artists and the things that they do. And there's some exciting wonderful work going on there but it is all for naught if we have not grasped what it really means to live a spirit a spirit filled spiritually transformed life and pastor <clears throat> i cannot commend you enough for that and i know the lord did it so when i say i commend you it is not without the knowledge that god is pouring out his spirit on his servants and you made the point last week that we must desire it. When we talked about, uh, you were talking about how, um, oh my goodness, how transformation comes. And I said, but it comes, you know, by degrees, so to speak. And you said, it depends on the person and how much they want it. Go ahead and talk to me again on that very matter. How much do you want it? It all comes from where the Bible says, those who thirst and hunger for God, they shall be fed, right? So yes. here, it, it's on us. Uh, we, we come to God because we hear that God is good. And we know that God has done things for other people. So oftentimes, people come to God because they want something from him. And through God's grace and mercy, what he does is that he do, He blessed the just as well as the unjust. And as soon as you get what you ask for, you go on about your business. But what God is trying to show us is that through the redemption or the reason for the redemption was to bring us back to his original plan for our lives. This is a life changing, not a situational change. People are not willing to give their whole life to God. And this is why they see lack in their life. This is why they see sickness and disease in their lives. Not from God, but from 
that you're taking the protection off of you. You're not putting yourself in a place that he says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers us. He's trying to show us that in, if you want to come where I'm at and do what I do, you got to be willing to change, have a life-changing experience. And, and people are still kind of uh, caught up in this world and, and don't want to stop this and don't want to stop that. But my thing is, it's a lifestyle. It's not something we do. Religion is something you do. Relationship is what who you are. And when he when we have a relationship with God, we are willing at this point to follow the principles that he has established. And this is what we struggle with. Amen. You know, he gives direction and tells us what we should do when this or that happens. And we have to learn how to uh, believe in that. Uh, like Jesus said, if you believe in the works that I do, you shall do also and greater works than these you shall do. So you got to get yourself to a place where you believe that. You have to believe that God is a healer, that he is a deliverer and that he, he will supply your need. So now you, you've got to see that you need to change partners because the world promised us a whole lot of things and mm go to school and go to work and do your job and you'll have this and you'll have that. But all of those things are, are man-made and man-promised. Uh, you can't be God-given. God has promised us a lot of things and he will watch over his word until it performed that which he sent it. If you will do what he said. He said in, in Psalms 84, the Bible says that Jesus is the... Uh, Jesus is the light, L-I-G-H-T, mm -hmm. right? He's the light. And, and it, the, the other part of that is slipping through. He's grace. And that he will not withhold no good thing from those who live upright. Now, you got to understand, you ain't living that upright, according to God. And we got to stop kidding ourselves, thinking that we're in a place where we really aren't, according to God. According to the world, you're a very nice person. You do nice things for people and, and things of that nature. But that's not what God said, because God said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. So he created a commandment. He created principles for us to follow that will help transition us from the natural, from the flesh to the spirit. This is a spiritual thing. And you got to come to terms with this is a spiritual thing. Amen. Glory. And, and as you're talking, uh, and as I was preparing for tonight, I kept wondering what exercises can we um, formulate to help us to grow? Because it really is a matter of knowing the word and practicing those that word, putting that into practice in your daily life, the principles of God that expose themselves as you're reading so um, I, w I wonder if I'm going to, Pastor, I'm going to try to engage the audience in this way. If you have had some exercise, some action, some kind of ritual that you have done, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to, get, to get God's word in you and to practice it daily, 
Would you please share that with us? I will read them out because tonight it was strong in me that the pastor has poured out so very much, right? And if we don't stop and really think it through, if we really don't stop and take it to heart, really begin to say, God, help me to do this because he's telling us what to do. As a matter of fact, I love, you know, there's not a chapter in your volumes that I don't really love the title of. They're all so, uh, they draw you in. They're so provocative. You want to know. So this chapter three that you reference is, if you only knew me. You know, Jesus wept, didn't he, over the cities. And he said, Jerusalem, over Jerusalem. If, if you had just known, if you had just known your visitation, if you had just received, it broke his heart that they, they couldn't, they wouldn't allow him in. So pastor, that's what I'm asking tonight as we continue our conversation. <clears throat> and you are, you are dipping right into this, uh, these questions that I have, not really questions, but points to revisit. And uh, so the fourth on my list was, there is a service that God expects us to perform. You said this, it's a quote, and you said we have to get rid of the stinking thinking. So let's stop right there now and explain the services that God requires of us to enter into this wonderful, abundant life that he has given to us. Stinking thinking. What is performance in the kingdom? Well, let me, let me say this, that the scriptures tell us whosoever will call on the name of our Lord shall be saved. So you have to invite God in, first of all. You have to come to a place where you're like, man, I, I can't do nothing with it. Yeah. I need some, some supernatural stuff going on. So you first have to get to a place where you know you can no longer be the captain of the ship. And then when you do that, you have to understand that the Bible teaches that we must walk by faith, not by sight. So there's things now we're going to have to do that we're not used to. And it's going to take time. But before I go into it, let me show you what book seven says. Listen, watch this. This is how, and, and this is how I wrote it. This isn't how we put it. It says, beware of the people you're entertaining. Because the people you're entertaining is the ones who are uh, 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 sharing in your stinking thinking. <laughs> If, if who you are hanging out with and who you are talking with and who you spend most of your time with is not somebody saved, sanctified, or filled with the Holy Ghost, it's going to be a harder transition. The next, watch this, the next chapter says, allowing the process to proceed. The process is that I'm going to, even though I'm, I'm not understanding it fully, but I'm going to trust God. And, and 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 the Bible says, and Jesus said, watch it. Jesus said, how we get the Holy Ghost, he says to the Pharisees, and he says that you being evil know how to give your children good gifts. How much more will my Father in heaven give those the Holy Spirit, 
those who want or ask for. So you have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to believe that the Holy Spirit exists because that's our power. That's where we get convicted. That The Bible said the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. He will comfort you. He will be a light unto your path. This is, you got help here. Here are your reinforcement. God is not expecting you to do this by yourself from the position you're in. So he is given help. That's why Jesus said, it, I have to go. It's expedient that I go because if I don't go, I can't. Because he had to go to prepare a place for us. He did his job. Now the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of God and the spirit of Christ, is here to lead and guide us. So you have to believe that he exists. And in that, you have to say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. And then you have to listen. Listen to the next chapter. Enough is enough. Get out of the way. Let the Holy Spirit do what God has him here to do in your life. He will remind you of what Christ had said. And in that, you play a major role. You have to start to control yourself. You can't just go and, and do everything you feel. You have to start establishing new principles. And those principles are established in the Bible. And the Bible talks to us about the fruits of the Spirit. And in that, one should take, a should take some time and read it. Amen? Uh, yes. Find the fruits of the Spirit in the Bible and read it and, and start to try to implement those fruits in your life. This is the process. And you allowing the process to be. Let me explain something to you. Life will always present opportunities for you to practice this new life God is offering. All yes. this. You ain't, and, and say so you said, use the word ritual. Mm -hmm. There is no ritual in uh, uh, applying your life to, to God. Because if only if you knew him, like when you wake up in the morning, if you acknowledge him, he said, acknowledge me in all thy way. Right? Yes. He tells us not to lean to our own understanding. Just call on him and wait for him to answer you. Call on God, what should I do? God, I need your help. God, I don't want to be like this. And the repetition of calling on God will start to ferment in your heart. You see what I'm saying? You, yes. you first have to acknowledge that he exists. A lot of people, let me tell you something. A lot of people acknowledge God based on what somebody else told them about God. They do not know God for themselves. <laughs> so how can you have a relationship with him? How can you desire him? He said, and then the Bible says, he said, seek me early where I may be found. And you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Don't come half stepping me. Don't come just trying to get from me. I, I, he wants a relationship with us. Yes. So that's really good. And, and I suppose that my nature to you know, to overteach a thing is now kicking in. And uh, so I don't want to be really redundant. But what I what what I am kind wait, of wait, 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 let's you, go back. Sister Phil, okay. let's go back. You okay. said 
your nature is causing you to overteach. I know. How you say that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. You can do that. Yeah. Your nature ain't got nothing to do with your teaching. Because your nature is partnership with the cardinal man, the unrighteous man, the, the sinful man. It's your spirit that causes you to teach. And it ain't over teaching because we are so deep down in the dirt. We need all the teaching we can get. <laughs> Amen. I agree. Amen. The natural, the natural man ain't going to let you talk about God. That's, That's your right. spirit man doing that. All right. Okay. I yeah. just want to help you out with that one. I love it because now I don't have to feel that I am over teaching. So I'm getting at, I'm get, this is what I'm getting at. And you are, you are laying it out. What I wonder is um, if the listener and you may have it every listener out there may have it some may not do you have a procedure in place that causes you to build your relationship with the lord because we can listen to a really good sermon we can hear a really good word and walk away and not put into practice not the sermon because there's a lot in the sermon, but little nuggets that you received from the sermon. So illustration, and that's what I was asking for from the uh, audience. I really just love that you're here. And I think Pastor John Thomas has been so open in allowing us to just talk that I don't want you to, you know, I don't want you not to get uh, take advantage of this and by not not you it's not taking advantage of it just but just come in and fellowship and be a part so uh, I asked the audience to share ways that they may have created a procedure I won't use the word ritual procedure so light touch says she sings songs that quote scripture and then reading the scripture helps her to learn the word of God. Now that's a strategy to sing. Uh, and there, there are many choruses that are pure scripture. If you went to church in the 80s and 90s and uh, early 2020s, you know, there were many songs in the churches that I attended that were not, they were taken right out of the word of God. I also asked the Lord to set to music scriptures that I wanted to remember to give me a melody. And he did that. So that is a strategy. And for everyone there, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what Pastor John Thomas is telling you as well. I know I do that to you, right? And I'm, I don't know why I do that. Pastor Thomas, he, yeah. he um, I don't, I don't want to do the, call your whole name every time, Pastor Thomas or Pastor John. Um, so when you are wanting to grow in Christ, right? When you desire more of the fruit of the spirit, what do you do? What do you do to ensure that you know the scripture, you know the word, yeah, the fruits of the spirit are, you know, love, joy, peace, and et cetera, et cetera. You, you quote this out, right? 
and and like Pastor Thomas said last week, you go into um, a speaking in tongues or whatever that was, whatever the reference was. Like I think you said speaking in tongues, and then you, you people turn away and they're just mean as they're just mean as everything. What is that? Where is the disconnect? How do we fix that in ourselves? And Pastor Thomas has given us a strategy. First, you must recognize that you are no longer the captain of your ship. You are no longer in control. So if you find, or if I find myself doing something that is, you know, crazy like that, I have to say, oh my goodness, I have to grab hold. And Pastor, didn't you say you have to control yourself, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And I don't know. I'm, I'm a Southerner, right? And my father died at 99. He was almost 100 years old. And his sisters, one sister, I think, was 103 or four or something when she died and all that. So I've lived around older people all my life, very much older. And my dad used to say, honey, you need to get a hold of yourself. That was a, that was a, it's a saying, get a hold of yourself, you know, like that. And that meant get control. Don't be ridiculous. My mother used to say, you cannot argue with a signpost, so just be quiet, you know, when you're talking too much. Many of the, the old-fashioned or old adages that, that I grew up with were just that, pointing to self-control, just self-control. Uh, so, Pastor, that, that, these are the points that I'm making. Then we have another, Sharon says, uh, being introduced to 2 Timothy 2.15, is a start and it build and, and building a relationship with the father, getting away from religious living and learning every day, spirit living. That's really good. And I, I, I just wish you would like unpack that a little bit more for us. Getting away from religious living. What did that mean for Sharon? Only Sharon knows. And what, you know, I know, I know what I think she means, but Sharon, this is her strategy and uh, living and learning every day, spirit life. I know what she's implying, but what does that really mean for Sharon? It is taking her into the room. That's, that's what I want to do, Pastor uh, uh, Thomas. I want everyone who listens to you to get a point, to get something that they can then apply and every other uh, message that you will ever hear, when it hits you, don't think of someone else. Think of yourself. Think of you. Assess you. And then say, Father, what can I do to overcome this flaw? He's already covered us in his love. He's already told us that he will uh, forgive us. He's just and he's faithful to do that and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So before our father, we do not have to be ashamed. And if we don't have to be ashamed before our father, we really don't have to be ashamed before each other either. So recognizing and confessing and open, being open and uh, taking, taking control in, in such a way. Now, Pastor, I went on. You've really, really opened that up a, a, a whole lot. Are there other points? I heard you make about three three points there in in the um, discussion of how what service we need to perform uh, in order for us to really renew the mind. 
really renew our minds to get out of this constant battle. Yes, sir. Let me say this. Okay. And I don't ever want to sound harsh, but mm -hmm. you know, the, the statement, how bad do you want it? Yeah. One has to ask oneself. Because see, God is not looking for a ritual because religious people do rituals. Now there were rituals in old, old, old Testament times. Don't get me wrong. There mm -hmm. were things that the priests had to do. There were ceremonies that God made them, uh, told them that they needed to observe and things of that nature. So I'm not saying it in that sense, but what I'm saying is I'm talking to people who think, uh, waking up in the morning and reading their Bible and listening to the music and uh, doing something nice to a person, that's not going to get you into the kingdom of heaven. You have to have a relationship with God. You have to desire him. Think of it this way. Because it's all about application. What do you do? Let's say you wanted a house, a car, a man, or a, a job, right? Let's say you desire those things. And there were certain requirements for all of those things, and there are. Whatever you wanted the most and whoever you are, you will do what you need to do to get that. Okay? The Bible says all scriptures were inspired by God and are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. So if you want to do the Christian thing, if you want to really serve God, then you have to read the book. <laughs> and, and, and what happens is, we, you know, you remember that song, Just a Little Bit More Jesus? A lot of people don't want 100% Jesus. They just might want 20, 30%. You know, they might want his grace and mercy. They don't want all that other stuff because now you're required to transition. And what you have to understand in the transition is God knows who we are and where we are and how we think. So he know that our sin nature is not going to help us to make this transition. This is why we have the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will help you if you really want to do it. If, you know, like first homeowners, right? I know they had a program. And that program was that you had to save up a certain amount of money first. And I never was in that program, so I'm just trying to do it by memory. You had to save up a certain amount of money. Then you go back to them. And you they, all that, they had other procedures you had to follow other instructions and if you wanted a house you did it no don't matter how much you didn't want to do it or didn't like it if you wanted the house you followed the instructions and that's is that's how simple it is for god if you want what god has for you you have to do what god said you need to do how can you get what God has for you? And, and, and understanding this, that um, God is a spirit. We have a natural man and a spirit man. 
And when we come to Christ, the Bible said we're a new creation. Old things are passed away. You know, things become new. And the things that become new is because we are applying ourselves to new information. So this reading every day is good. But if you ain't reading with understanding, you just reading. Amen. If you're not reframing and using self-control, you want you used to cuss that person out, but you ain't doing it no more. You 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 just gonna back up. You read in the Bible where it's peace. The Bible said, hold, hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. And now you start to work on that. When people get on your last nerve, you hold your tongue. You see what I'm saying? So you learn about it. Going back to 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. Now you understanding what God is saying. I can't be acting like these unsaved people if I'm talking about I'm trying to be saved. So it's all about application. And the more you do it, it comes spiritually. You love it. You want to be better at it. You want to do more. You was a person that all you did was take, 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 take. But when you learned the principle about seed, time, and harvest, and once you understood the scripture that says, given it shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken up, running over, will I draw men unto your bosom? And you truly understand that you will be, a, and the Bible said it's better to give than receive, than that to make sense to you. Because now you're taking a spiritual walk and not the natural walk. You see? So it happens. The, the, every time you take one step, God will take two. When you start to see the manifestation of God's promises, man, it'll blow your mind. Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay, so I want to clear up my use of the word ritual. I didn't mean religious rituals. I was a kind of likening a habit um, of, of doing something that will infuse an understanding of something you know and you're doing it over and over again so i take i take your word there uh very seriously um pastor definitely i do not agree i was catholic so we had lots of rituals that <laughs> don't really take you anywhere you know uh and that's right if you perform rituals without a heart um uh commitment to it then there is no change all you're doing is the same thing over and over again. But uh, when you when you when you have a strategy, and that strategy requires repetition, and your heart is engaged, then the heart will change. Transformation will happen. That will be a benefit. So let's kill the word uh, ritual and just I'll, I'll use strategy from now on. Uh, and that's really good. You must want it. You really do. Now, the thing is, when 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 someone says, um, I do want it, I do want it, but I'm not getting it. <laughs> I'm not getting it. Ask them what they want. What are they trying to get? Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. See, did they respond? Mm. Oh, you yeah. are we asking? We're asking the audience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody asked that question. I am proposing that as oh. 
in my in my life as a, you know in, in in sort of outreach and evangelism that sort of thing i've encountered uh, many many um questions like that you know and they have, and people are are excuses like that so i'm throwing that to you i i took this guy i used to take him to church well, I didn't take him to church. He used to come to my church, but we had this relationship and I, it's been a long time now. But I remember that he was very committed and the Lord had you know, seemingly delivered him from uh, many uh, bondages in his life. And he was upstanding and you know, moving forward and all of that. And then one day he just uh, said it wasn't working. He just kind of walked away. Now, I don't know, you know, I didn't kind of get to talk with him about that because it was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I, um, I gotta go. Right. So I don't know, but I've heard people say it's not working for me. And I've heard them say, well, I'm trying, but it's nothing is happening. You know, so that I'm posing that to you to respond to. Mm -hmm. One of the problems with that now, the Bible said, let patience have its perfect work, right? Yes. People have a tendency of putting time, putting God on a time clock. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not how that works. God is time. He's not governed by time. Okay? Uh, look at Romans 8 and 28. Now we know all things work together for the good of the Lord. For good, I'm sorry, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, right? Yes. That means even though it don't look like it's working out, we already know it is because he said it. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible teaches us, it says, faint not in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap your reward. People don't hold out. They give up. That's the problem. They give up. Um, when you plant a seed, the seed has to die first in the ground. And through watering and uh, cultivating it, then the, the plant has to come up, right? Now, depending on how deep you sow that seed, that means that that seed is growing even when you can't see it. Because once it gets to the top, not to the top of the soil, and you can start to see it, that's how we grow. That's how, see, God keeps us with his grace and his mercy. He may not answer that particular prayer for you right now, but he'll give you everything you need until that time. Because you may not be ready for it. You know, you may not be applying yourself to the principles of God for that. But, but here, you have to understand that if he said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, anything you ask should be done unto you, then you that means it's going to happen in God's time, not your time. Okay? Absolutely. You know, yes. a, lo a lot of times people ask for a mate. Mm -hmm. And ain't, ain't ready for no mate. They still think single. They still act single. So how's that bringing a mate going to work for you? You know, some people ask God for a house. 
and won't pay the rent in the, in the apartment. What are you going to get your house for? Okay? Some people ask for children. But how are you going to have kids or take care of kids? Because they are needy people and you so selfish. One has to look at what one is asking God for. Um, I don't know. Like I said, you can't, you can't, like, you can't put time on God. And that's what a lot of people do. They want it in their time. And if they don't get it in their time, then they leaving. You don't left before the miracle. Right before the miracle, you don't left. Amen. Amen. So we are we are those people who are sharing the gospel. And we have to be ready uh, with an answer for those who would ask of us, but also those who question. And that is very good. God is time. He is not governed by time. But I must tell us that the struggle to know Christ when you have not been raised around him, you have not heard the gospel, you may be into other philosophies. That is a real struggle. And so to be ready to do so is important. And one of the reasons uh, also that I um, am seeking strategies is not only for ourselves, definitely I need my own strategies to uh, keep me growing in Christ. And I sometimes recognize that I have been a derelict. Other things come uh, become more important. Uh, schedules, you know, can fill up uh, without even a, a thought. So now I am in a in a bind, and my spiritual life begins to kind of what is it? Kind of wane off a little bit, Stuff and I find bad. myself being a little. Hmm. I'm sorry. It suffers a little bit because of your schedule. Absolutely. But look what the worst. Look what the word says. See, and that's going back to that ritual thing. That's going mm -hmm. back to I got to sit down at the table and read my Bible and pray for an hour and speak in tongues and all of that stuff. God is saying that he understands that we live in this world and this is a demanding world. Know what he said to do for that? He just said acknowledge me in all thy ways. Just acknowledge me. Put me in it. Praise the Lord. Drive me your car. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Jesus, for keeping me because I know I almost had an accident. I praise the Lord for getting me this business, this job. Just acknowledge him. Make him party every day. Like, you ain't got to sit on, go go face down and, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mean to say it like well, that. But of course you don't. <laughs> because let me tell you something. <laughs> I need to get down there. Truly. Now, spiritual life does hold us, right? Definitely I'm held. I know that. I know how to turn. I know how to acknowledge the Lord. But if and when I recognize that I have a need, a spiritual need, I must then turn off the lights or whatever I need to do to get there. The Lord does call us, you know, into moments when we are, I believe, anyway. And that's what he's done in my life anyway, when I am totally committed to him and him alone. It's like Jesus, um, I'm, I'm just saying this, I never, I never thought about it quite this way before, but coming away, having a time when you're not busy, 
just in case you are busy. And I'm not necessarily talking about my personal life. I am saying that these are some of the challenges <clears throat> that I have encountered, of course, and that I, uh, I have been told other people encounter when they're having difficulty coming into the fullness of the life that God has redeemed them to. Uh, so th that that that's where that that was going, okay. and um, when we asked the question, so we had some answers. I read just one light touch says she sings the songs, and those songs are scripture. These is not just listening to the radio. You know, just like listening to music, but it is the singing songs that are scripture filled, and you do it kind of um, as a by the by. You know what I mean when you're in the house. You know the songs. Like one of my favorite is as the Dear Pants for the Water Book. I really that song lifts me out of anything. I, I mean, I just can really be lifted out of that, you know, a, a moment in time when I really need fellowship with the Lord, personal, close. I I sing a song like that. So I that, that I think that's kind of what she means, and that's what um, what I what I was explaining about Sharon as well. So we have Mary who says, allow God to order your steps and follow his direction. Okay. And uh, then let me see. It's all good, my friend. Deborah, like, got it. How badly do I want a relationship with God? Do I crave it? That's right. <laughs> Sister, do you crave it? Can you, do you, yeah, almost is it's, it's a, do I, do I have the sense of the beauty of this relationship? It's like, uh, what is my favorite dessert? Ice, well, ice cream with um, with a brownie, you know, or apple pie. I sometimes you have a craving for a taste. Do you crave the Lord? Do you crave what you've heard about Him? Do you crave uh, what people are telling you in their testimony about him? Just in case you're not there. Like I said, probably all of you in the studio are people who are saved, you know, and, and probably have, you, you've learned a thing or two. You've come into a relationship that is strong in Christ. But we do run into people who are just getting going and they are running into these moments when they really don't feel or don't and and feeling okay i'm going to use the word feeling they just don't feel that it's going well for them rather than lose them to their feelings what will we answer and this was not my original question but now it is after hearing pastor uh, thomas speak on so um someone says just okay go ahead no no sir. what someone said tell me what they said uh, my uh, acknowledge God and all they do. And then we have a question and a comment. One question. So one person says that my Lord acknowledge God in all we do. Yes. Like that. And then a uh, question. Are we ever out of God's presence? I believe not. He's always there. So is it acknowledging him that strengthens the relationship. So is it acknowledging him that strengthens the relationship? That's the question. 
Uh, Are we ever out of God's presence? Mm-hmm. It, it, because you you you're making him part of your everyday life. You're making him or you're acknowledging him on the decisions you make. Like what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? You'll make you're, you're you're submitting, I mean no, you're exposing yourself to spiritual uh influence and by acknowledging him. If if you won't do you'll get to a place where you won't do anything. Not well, now I don't know if you get to that place. But whatever you do, you want to say, wow, God, what should I do? And you'll mm-hmm. learn to wait for an answer. You, you'll know the answer. Um, mm-hmm. The Bible tells us that God said, my spirit will not always dwell with me. We separate. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right? But, but we, we leave him. Amen. We separate mm-hmm. ourselves from him based on the things we do or the decisions we make. Indeed. Now, now the part about what was that question? Um, I, I, oh, wow, I forgot it. It was like, okay. Are we ever out of God's presence? Yes. Go ahead. What's the name? I believe you? not. She says he's really? always there. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he's there, but we this- ain't there. So that's okay. Right. So she says, is it acknowledging him that strengthens the relationship? And you said, yes. But what? Wait, wait a minute. But because after acknowledging him, you have to apply what he's given you. What good is it acknowledging how great God is and not trust him? What good is it that knowing he's a healer and don't go to him to be healed? Right? Yes. There was something else you had asked. Well, she says, says, is that what strengthens the relationship? Acknowledging Christ. Is that what strengthens the relationship? But she also said... um, are we always in God's presence? I mean, are we ever out of God's presence? Absolutely. When we are we in are? sin, mm-hmm. you, you got to understand, Jesus is mm-hmm. our mediator. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember when Jesus took on the sins of the world? Mm-hmm. He said, Lord, Lord, Sabaka, Sabaka, why hast thou forsaken me? Because mm-hmm. God was not, he could not, he's not looking on that sin. So Jesus felt separated from God at that time. So when we are in our sin, we separate ourselves. God is still there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is why we have to come to ourselves and have to repent. Now, God's grace and mercy gives us that repentance thing over and over and over again. But you can run the danger, you might die in your sin and now you're going to create another problem. Now look what Hebrews 11 and 1 says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You have to learn how to walk in the unseen. When How, how do we walk in the spirit? 
we walk in the spirit by walking in the ways of God. That's how you walk in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Think about it. <laughs> we, I, I, I agree. So, so, okay. Now, now watch this. When we are talking about you, oh, now I got the thank you, Holy Spirit. I got what you were saying about when a person want to quit and they don't want to. Uh, what do we say to them? You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. What do we do? Now, we're already ministering to the people. But the Bible says, watch this. And this takes a lot of pressure off of us. It should. If you, he's talking about us who know about him. If you lift me up, I'll draw all men unto me. That's not our job. Our job is to so let your light shine that men will see your good work and glorify your father. We don't save people. We bring people to the church. We bring people to the word. God is the one. When we start testifying and pro not, well, prophesying, when we start telling people of the goodness of God, those are seeds we are sowing into them. And then somebody else is going to come, like they said in Apollo. And water that. Mm -hmm. They're going to they gonna expound on that. And then mm -hmm. God said, I got you. And then God's going to draw them to him. You just got to be the messenger. You have to be the example. This is why we have to apply what we know. We can acknowledge God, and that's fine. Okay, but what, we, what is it that we acknowledge about him? What is it that we learned about God? And this is why it's so important to have a testimony. We are the witnesses. Amen. Amen. Uh, we have another comment here. Uh, Truck Jewel says, I think I understand. And I th he, so, you know, you've, you've said some things between what I said. I think I understand. Sometimes, you know, you need time to strengthen your spirit and uh, sometimes you may find yourself struggling with things. At times, those moments can be upon a person, correct? Those, those are challenging moments. Mm -hmm. But watch this, though. When you're walking in the Spirit and you're familiarizing yourself with God, see, God knows your heart, and God is going to give you what you need. And even in your struggle, God is going to manifest himself right there in your struggle. And now you're going to grow just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit more. Struggles will make you or break you. But if you trust God, going back to Romans 8 and 28, now we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So the natural man is trying to get in panic mode and you knowing God and remembering that scripture. Nah, man, it's going to be all right because God said it's going to be all right. How, no matter how it turn out, it's going to work on my good. And if you could believe God like that, you won't be worrying about nothing. Amen. Amen. And the if is so important. So Chuck Jules follows up his comment with this. Um, he says, as well as new believers um, may find themselves being tempted 
and or being tested, so to speak, just because of being new to following the Lord. And they need to make him, uh, they need to make time to focus on him and pray to strengthen the spirit of their man. Acknowledging him in all thy ways keeps us close, but the pro prostrating before him, I think, can be neglected, tested, and are just need strengthening, I think, just a thought. Okay, so we got a little jumble there. Absolutely. So do you do did you understand, Pastor Thomas, what he said there? I kinda but but see you gotta remember <clears throat> we're all different in a sense. And it what it gonna take you won't take me. Mm-hmm. So if prostrating yourself before God, right? And mm-hmm. praying and crying and going through all that, if that works for you, let it be mm-hmm. done. Let it be. Let it be. Uh, like, like, see, for me, I, I took hold to that scripture I read with David. And he mm-hmm. said, I hide thy word in my heart that I may not sin against thee. And that kind of got me. And that's when I got to a place where I started remembering scripture. Uh, whenever I went through something, I would find scriptures that would give me strength. And how I remember it and retain it is I write it repetitiously. I'm writing it down. I'm quoting yeah. it. Quoting Strategy. It. Quoting yes. It. And that, then I got it. You know what I'm saying? Just for time. Yep. Sometimes I won't say where it's coming from because I want you to look it up. But uh, oftentimes I use a multiple of scriptures to, to show a story, to show the power of God working in our life because he said this, he said that, and I believe it. Mm-hmm. See, and, and what happens is the Bible, one of the job of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of what Jesus said. The word mm-hmm. of God is Jesus's word. So if I remind, if I'm, if I keep in my mind that the Bible says those who keep their mind on him, he will keep them in perfect peace. So when I ain't in peace, it's because my mind is on something probably mm-hmm. in this world or somebody acting worldly. So I got to get my mind back on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's how you grow in the word. That's how you, you create a spiritual foundation because your foundation is based on what God said and not what's happening to you. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So pastor has talked uh, us right around to a, a point where we understand now strategy, and and, and uh, so you, you know the the scripture that I was trying to remember last week. Uh, thank you, light touch kind of guided me to it. I went off and I also found it, and I, I hate like Pastor Thomas does. I hate to kind of read things out of context. However. We, we don't kind of really have time for me to read the whole thing. But the, I have contemplated this scripture so much. And uh, when, when you were talking last week, it came to me. And I, I read now and I prayed a little bit. And I think I'm beginning to get it. Uh, and the Lord commended the unjust. This is Luke 16, uh, verse 8, chapter 16, verse 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of the world are in their generation 
wiser than the children of light. Now, he goes on to talk about the way this steward paid back. He, he was he owed the Lord some money. He had, he had not not the Lord. He he was a steward and he had not done the right thing in in the, um, uh, collecting the money or paying the money. I can't remember. And so he was going to be put out. And what he did was he ran off and he he cut the money that the people owed so that he could report some of it and put it back in. And the Lord is saying to him that saying to us that we are to make um, friends of unrighteous mammon. And mammon, of course, is riches there. But the, the wealth that he's talking about as we go on into that scripture is not money, but it is a stewardship over the things that God has given, the, the wealth of the kingdom of God. And pastor, if you know that's a parable well, I don't like to put you on the spot like that because there's so much word and it's so hard sometimes to pull all this together. But the um, the dishonest steward, the Lord was, was showing us a principle. <clears throat> and you talked earlier about how bad do you want it? And you use the example of the house, getting this house, and how the people who were enrolled in this particular program had to do certain things in order to qualify, right? And if, they, if you've completed, you get the house. If you don't, you don't get the house, right? And I used last week the idea of becoming a dancer, right? I cannot tell you how many hours I spent practicing skills that I didn't have, how much time I put on strengthening my feet just my feet because my little sister uh, light touch there has beautiful dancers feet but mine though i have an arch they were not the arch that that little one had so for me to get a good point you see and the whole body is involved so you put out this energy you put in the time you spend the hours because there's a there's something in front of you that you want to grasp i believe that's what pastor thomas is is telling us you have to put it you have to put in the time you have to put in the energy you have to want it if it's in front of you you must do what it takes to grasp it and the bible gives us the method it tells us how how, how you're going to get it and as pastor thomas said he writes a scripture over and over and over again I used to just read them over and over again. I never tried to memorize a scripture. But if I wanted that scripture, I would read it over and over again. You know, I want to put my eyes on it when I wake up in the morning because I, I fastened it on the wall so I could see it. That is the strategy that I was uh, referencing and asking the uh, listening audience to share with us. If you have a good strategy that helps you to ingest his word, to get it inside you. Light touch sings scripture. She sings scripture, the melody, because that will put it in your head, right? So strategies. And then when we are talking with others who say they're not getting it, we can do the same. We can share with them. A lot of what Pastor Thomas said, everything he says really is truth. And, and we can use that now to help other people grow. 
in Christ, just to help them grow and stay. You know, I put a, I, I, I hate to see someone walk away from the bounty of the kingdom of God. God's bounty is found, that treasure, it's worth taking the time to find and then to unlock. And all thy getting, get understanding, Pastor. That's what you're doing here. Yeah. Go on. Please do. We as witnesses mm-hmm. or ministers, whatever you want to say you are or God called you to be, you can't give someone something you don't have. You don't have. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. When you speak to people, it's like you are telling a story about a God and a kingdom. Yes. And in t- conveying that story, it has to have conviction and passion. And if it don't, it won't attract to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Bible said uh, in, in, in the book of John, it said Jesus' life was the light for all men. And when that light shineth on darkness, they comprehended it not because they didn't know that way. So you have to meet them at the point of where they are. You have to show them this may take them back on memory lane. Some, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to give it to you. Something happened in their family or, or your, needed, your light was going to get cut out. And somehow or another, your mama got that money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There was a time you may not have had food on your table. But somehow or another, your belly was full that night. That's how he works. He don't work like we work. You see what I'm saying? And you got to kind of be able to rightly divide that word so that you can have that person in their mind imagine. And, and, and again, you know, you can't give somebody something you don't have. So you have to make sure you get it and you walk it in it and they can see it in your life. When you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit will talk for you right through you to that person. Amen. Amen. Yes, God is good. God is good. I had no idea we would go into the, fully in this direction tonight, but evangelism is always on my heart. I'm always thinking about, um, a faithful walk with, with, with Christ and how we can draw others to him. So I thank you for indulging me in that tonight, Pastor Thomas. I tell you, I had the script and I didn't know I actually was going like that. I was thought we were going to talk about it for ourselves because truly none of us have arrived at the point where we cannot grow anymore. Jesus Christ promised to finish the work in us, and that's what he's doing. He is actually continuing to raise us up day by day, which is why uh, Pastor John Thomas is a blessing to my life. You are, uh, through the Holy Spirit, bringing some old principles that I knew back into the light for me. And it's not that they were gone. It is just that I did you know, wasn't kind of like it was, it's not totally current. And therefore I have to think about some things. Well, I don't want to think about them. I want to have them at hand. I want to be able to just pick it up 
and, and be uh, in process or in progress at that moment in time. And there are some very, very harsh things happening in the world. We really need to be completely immersed, I believe, so that we can hear the Lord and know what he's saying. You also, Pastor Thomas, last week, and we're going way over time, but Pastor Thomas started the chapter in, in uh, volume five with this sentence. I think it was chapter one, right? This sentence, the enemy wants your mind. And that chapter's title is Cooperating with the Enemy. I really want to talk more about that tonight. Um, but the enemy wants your mind. And one strategy, Pastor Thomas, tell me if I am right in saying that you have told us this. The way to keep him out of your mind is by keeping Jesus in your mind. Can you, you do that? Yeah, go on. Um, check this out. There's a saying that if you get a man's mind, you got the man. Yeah. Romans 12 and 2 says to us, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. God is saying you got to change your mind. You got to change your source of information. Amen. Um, I keep that we have control over our environment. You have to learn how to control your environment. You can't control people, but you can control your environment. You can change your perspective on how you see something. As you grow in Christ, there are things that used to offend you, but because you have a clearer perspective, you're not so offended by those things anymore. Mm -hmm. And when the enemy has your mind, he's in your emotions. Whenever you are operating from a place of emotions, you are serving the enemy. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because what you feel has nothing to do with what you know, if you know something. If you know something. You see, because what happens here is that we have come from a place where we are so used to feeding our lust, our desires, and what we want. And God is trying to teach us, no, don't do that anymore. The Bible says those who walk after the spirit will not fulfill the desires of the, or the lust of the flesh. Right. So Satan's, Satan is contrary to God. Whatever God say is right, Satan going to say is wrong. We have to change from who we're listening to. Like people say, uh, they felt they they felt the Holy Ghost. Okay, Holy Ghost isn't a feeling. The Holy Ghost is a he. He's the third part of the, tri the uh, triune: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He talks to us. He convicts us. But he, he doesn't operate from a place of goosebumps. That's not proof that you have the Holy Ghost. But that's what we were taught in some cases. Because a person shouting, running around, don't mean they got the Holy Ghost. They might be in their emotions, in their feelings. And that's where 
See that see Satan don't mind you going to church. He don't mind you singing on the choir. He don't mind you teaching Bible class as long as you don't change your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And how we how we change, how we get the enemy out of our mind is like you said, Sister Phyllis, we gotta put God in our mind. And then when we start meditating on that word day and night, God promised mm -hmm. Joshua that he would have good success if he let not his laws depart out of his mouth. We got to stop saying what the devil said. I hate you. You get on my last nerve. Oh, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm going to die. Oh, I can't do nothing. All this and all that. That's how the enemy wants you to talk. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life is in the power of your tongue. So if death and life is in the power of your tongue and you cursing yourself, cursing your family, speaking negativity in your, that's what you want. And, oh, I'm sorry, uh, death and life, and, and they will eat the fruit thereof. So whatever you say out of your mouth is what you're going to have. I can't do this. You'll never do it. But Christ said, I could do all things. The Bible said, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So what are you saying? What are you speaking? That's how you change your mind. You know, when you realize that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principality, you start to understand that the people that you're around are acting crazy because they possess. They got the spirit of Satan, not the spirit of God. So it ain't them. But see, Satan wants you to hate them. Satan wants you to be offended by them. He wants you to do his will, not God's will. Amen. Yes. Satan took Jesus um, to the wilderness to tempt him. He was trying to get his head. He was trying to get in his head. But he was so crazy. How are you going to offer the, the son of God everything that already belongs to him? Because according to Psalms 24, it says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. See what I'm saying? So everything already belonged to Jesus. So how the devil going to offer him. He's trying to get in his head. Jesus wasn't having it. And we shouldn't. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. With all your flaws. With everything that you get wrong. God still loves you. And he said if you believe in him. And the works that he do. You shall do also. And greater works. If you would just repent. And ask God to forgive you. Say, God, I keep on asking. I keep on making the same mistake over and over and over again. God say, I still love you. Let's get this thing together. Don't beat yourself. For the Bible said there's no condemnation to those who come to Christ. God knew how you was when you came to him. Let him work on you and work with him. Watch and see your transformation in life. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And your desires will resemble his desires. Because this is the confidence that we have in him. Amen. Amen. Very good. Very good. Praise the Lord. We're so grateful that you have shared with us one more time. Pastor has poured out, Pastor Thomas has poured out over a period of, I think, five weeks now. And um, I, I want you to know that these uh, automatically my podcasts go to Facebook. However, I am pulling them down so that I can edit them 
the, the beginning, you know, getting in and all that, there's a little fumble. So I just learned audacity. I want all of you all to say, thank you, Jesus. I can actually now edit these uh, some of this stuff out that uh, is not our fault all the time, right? And, and I want to also present them in, in their series so you would be able to go back and listen to them. I think it requires meditating on every teaching that you get, which is why I wonder why we hear a different sermon <laughs> within, the, within the span of a week, because I'm saying I'm still digesting that one, however we do. And uh, when, you, when we do, you know, you just take notes and you go and you try to decipher and dissect and eat from that table. It's that we eat every day. And so we don't need to necessarily, but we do. So I understand, I understand that. And it's a wonderful thing. Pastor Thomas is also a very, he's a working pastor. By that, I'm saying that he is servicing his congregation almost nightly. I'm amazed. Uh, I have put the schedule of the ministries that you can uh, participate in. He has given uh, the invitation. And if you saw it in the chat, I, I lifted it up there. You know, I put everything there. Please, by all means, uh, Pastor, do you invite everyone for everyone sure? Come. And, and the Lord just right. put something in my spirit, Sister uh, Phyllis. Okay. I, I don't know how many people are on the line, so I can't just do a blanket offering. But mm -hmm. the first 10 people who send their address to Sister Phyllis, I will send you what you got to get these books. I will send it to you free of charge. I'll pay the postage. Oh, and praise the Lord. Oh. You well, got to see this. You got to. You got to see. This. You, yes, you you must. One one thing though, Pastor, you, you you know, we will share that. I've been just really wanting them to tell me what we're gonna do because truly these uh, books are excellent in terms of a study. And like I said, the even just reading the table of contents is it, really engaging. And when you read through the studies, you do not, you're not disappointed. He actually is talking about what he said he will do, you know, and it's quick. I mean, when I say quick, I mean, I do mean succinct. I, that's different than quick. It's, it's direct and to the point. And the scriptures are there to undergird it. So please, by all means, if you send your address now they're not they're probably not going to type their addresses here in this uh place but thank you <laughs> lighter said thank you jesus as she understands thank you so much learning to do all this is <laughs> time consuming it's not that it's that hard it's that you got to sit down and really put your mind to it but if you will do this uh uh if you will take my phone number uh, it's seven one i mean seven three two seven six two one five one zero you can send your address that way you can also email me at phyllis at rehoboth institute i'm trying to type it in as i talk dot org if you send your address and request the booklet for sure i will partner you will get them. That's just how it is. You will receive them. Now, I really want Pastor to, um, to publish and um, 
get these out. But if you send him, he's made the offer and you can do that. You can also join him on any one of the lines that he offers in his in his ministering through the week. And I want to read those again. I, I did put them in the chat. Um, let me see. I'm going to find my list here. Well, Pastor, you can tell him. I, I, I don't have to struggle like that. You can do it. He knows it by heart. Um, tell them your we, ministry. We on, the ministry comes mm -hmm. together on a conference line on Mondays, Tuesdays. Wednesday, we are here, Thursday and Sunday. And we have all different kinds of topics from singles. We have on Tuesday questions and answers, you know, the questions that the pastor didn't answer. We're going to do our best to answer it. We're going to use everything is scripture based. I don't give my opinion and I ain't looking for nobody else's opinion. Let's see what God say about it. And uh, we're on at 8 o'clock. The phone number is 712-770. Uh, help me out. <laughs> 4853. And you're more than welcome to come on with us. Uh, you, we open for discussions. It's a, it's a dialogue. We have a dialogue. And and it's really good for your walk. It's good to get understanding. I'm, we're trying to give all kind of vehicles to the saints so that they can understand what they are doing, what they're getting themselves into when they come to Christ. Amen. Um, yes. Sister Phyllis has given us a wonderful offer in regards to the book. So I gave Sharon the okay on that. So uh, right. We need to do a little more talk on that. And then you can have them. No problem. Do what you got to do with it. That's the next phase, Sister Phyllis. I love it. Isn't yeah. God amazing? Yeah. He's amazing. I could go, listen, guys. I I, I try I try to now I I get a hold of myself because I could go on and on and on talking about what the Lord has done for me and my family and those friends and people that we prayed for. So the, the wonderful thing is that when we are also in challenge, as, as sometimes we find ourselves, what pastor is telling us is that we don't have to worry about a thing because the promises of God are both yea and amen in Christ That's Jesus. Right. He said so, and he cannot lie. And therefore I am learning, and I pray you are too, to just be at ease. I use the term all the time. And when I say it, I calm my own, I, I calm me down first at ease because God will take care of you. And let me tell you, wait a minute. I just heard um, when, when, when Light Touch says, thank you, Jesus. I say, say, thank you, Jesus. A, oh, Amy K says, thank you, Jesus. Reem say, thank you. These guys know. <laughs> what it takes, right? <laughs> and so, Pastor, you are a blessing and a gift. I praise and thank the Lord for Pastor John Thomas. And I thank God that you have found him to be as spiritually awake as I did when first I, I met him. And I love his congregation. They're a loving group of people with whom I have a fellowship in in another in their other services you know i went on 
I'm not I'm married for all my life. I'm sure. Well, not quite. I should, I want, okay, no exaggerations here. I've been married for about 45 years. I don't even count the years anymore. And um, I went to their singles night, and it was such a blessing to me as a married person. And it helps me to see or, or understand also how to be in relationship with single, uh, both men and women. I'm not trying to teach men or, or women, but marriage is a, a partnership that requires a good deal of Christ in you, right? So it's a good way to come closer to the Lord as well. Pastor, I will let you take the ending of this evening, if you will. Will you give Absolutely. us the benediction? Absolutely. Um, what you have to come to terms with is that this new life that we are trying to live is a spirit life. And we have never been here before. Right. We don't know mm -hmm. what it takes. We don't know how to do it. And God planned it all. When he said, I'm going to redeem my people back onto myself. He had, he put in place everything you would need to know. And, and this is why he tells us vigorously, lean not to your own understanding, but trust in the Lord in all thy way. And he'll be a light unto your path because he will show you what you need to do and how you're going to get back to him. So we just got to learn how to trust. I know it's hard because we, we don't trust everybody. And, but you just have to believe him. Look at your life what has it given you if it's not enough and you want something different you got to do something different. he said come on unto me all who are heavy laden and i'll give you rest he said learn of me and and that's what he wants us to do to learn to walk with him and i promise you i guarantee you your life will not be the same. To not have lack in your life. Whatever the enemy throws at you, God gives you something to take. Take it out. He loves you. And he wants the best for you. Just have a talk with Jesus. And tell him everything you need in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank everyone on the line. There ain't nothing special about me, man. I just love the Lord. And I said, Lord, use me. So I give all the credit to God. And I bless God for uh, allowing me to come before you and Sister Phyllis to come before you to tell you what I know about him. Praise the Lord. I, I have to contain myself and keep myself from getting excited. But I I'll go there. He'll call on me. Hi. Yes, Lord. But I thank God for podcast. podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. This is another level, amen. And we're going to get this word out to everyone. Whoever needs it, we're going to get it. And you're going to be able to give it to me. Amen. So I bless God for you. I bless God for Sister Phyllis and, and uh, the members of my church that's on the line. Uh, we just bless God and we're going to be blessed on purpose. Amen. We ain't asking God to bless us because he already blessed us. Yes. Glory. So I would just like to call everyone's name and thank you so much. We have enjoyed you. 
and I love your participation. So uh, thank you, Fresh and Spaces, Light Touch, Reams, Amy Kay, um, Mary, Deborah, um, Truck Jewels, Sharon, uh, WKW, my good friend. And uh, let's see, I saw some Megert. saw some other names here. Um, I'm sorry, guys, you know, when we are talking and trying to monitor this, it's hard to kind of keep yourself uh, together here. You know, I can get real scattered. So if I didn't call your name, there were people who came into the studio whose names I don't see, and I should have acknowledged them at that time. But thank you very much for being here. Uh, our our work is to, to people, but people, you, you don't even understand that the Lord also builds us in the work. So it isn't just for me that I do it. Uh, it's just for you that I do it. It is also that God grows me up as I do it. I understand more and more about him. And with that, I welcome you to come anytime you like. I invite you to the podcast episode list at Rehoboth Institute of the Arts uh, right here. That's our podcast. We're on Podbean. And there you will encounter many other episodes that are a little different in nature. But God bless you, and may you return to share with us in fellowship next week, if Pastor can hold up. hes I can't even believe he does this four or five nights a week, five nights per week. God is good. And every pod, what do, what do they call them, pod, pod um, point that translates to money, I will definitely make an, uh, a donation to uh, 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 the ministry. God will make a way. And so, Pastor, thank you again. May the Lord bless and replenish you until we meet again. Have a good night, all. Amen. Thank you. Right Be blessed up. on purpose. Yes, sir. I love it. Be blessed on purpose. I'm saying it too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good night. Good night. Good everybody. night. Good night. Lord. Yes.